0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Liam Fabre Show. Should we change it to Liam Fabre? Should we get rid of the watch this? And should we make it just the Liam Show, the Liam Fabre Show? What should we do, hmm? It seems like when you get started in the podcast industry, you start with a name from your show because you don't really believe in yourself. And then as you start to get a following, you just change it to your name, right? Think about uh, Tim Dillon. He used to be called um, Going to Hell with Tim Dillon, and then it just became the Tim Dillon Show. Um, and there's a few more examples, but um, none that come to my mind at this moment. So we might change it to that. We we are having some big changes, as you can see. The sound quality is not what it used to be. That's because we are no longer recording in the studio, um, and there's a variety of reasons for that. But um, you know, I'll, I'll fill you in on those a little bit later. Let's just say there's some there's some changes going on. There's some big. Changes going on. Sometimes when you make progress, you need to take a few steps back. And then it, you know, allows you to take uh, six steps forward, right? I think with the show, we were getting to a place where we had taken 10 steps forward. Now we've taken three steps back. But I'm not worried. I'm not worried because we're going to take 30 steps forward very soon. Um, Yeah, so uh, we have a few changes. Mark is gone. Mark, unfortunately, um, got hit by a bus um, and you know, whatever, um, you know, did he really get hit by a bus? Who cares? Do you care? No, not really. He's gone. Okay. That's the, that's the main message here. Mark is gone and it's just going to be me for a little while. It's just going to be me. And I don't know how I'm going to be able to do the show without Mark because really Mark was the brains behind the show without Mark, there was no show. Um, you know, he was really the one who just made it come together at the end of the day. You know, I'm the one who talked for ninety nine percent of the show and came up with the stories and but he was the one who sort of sat there and went, "Huh, yeah, what'd you say huh 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 and that that really just that really just sent it home for for everyone listening, so unfortunately, Mark is gone, he's no longer with us but that but that's okay. we're gonna still gonna have a good show, we're still gonna do things well, and we're still gonna power through so let's start. As we usually do, now that that housekeeping is done and we've taken care of those little bits of business, uh, let's travel to the news and let's see what's going on in the world. So, taking a look at the news together, the breaking news of the day, and, and again here we you know it's like what what's going on in the what's going on in the world, huh? What's going on? Not much. That's basically what's going on, but we're going to tell you all about it. So we have the Fed that uh, announced another rate hike, so that means that interest rates are going to go up. What does that mean? Interest rates are going to go up. Well, when you go to buy a house and you need to borrow some money from the bank, well, that bank is going to charge you a higher interest rate on the loan, right? Nearing, what's it going to be like around 10% now? So you're going to see people who's trying to buy houses. They're trying to get loans to buy those houses. They're realizing, wow, they can't afford what they used to be able to afford. And during the pandemic, it was crazy. You had people who were living in... You know, $300,000 houses who are now looking to buy $750,000 million houses because interest rates were so low and they were saying, oh, we can afford this, we can afford this. Well, all of those people are going to be facing some problems when it comes time for their mortgage rate to be refinanced, right? When they get that new rate kicks in, it's really going to hurt them. So I hope they have a plan for that. So all of these people who are buying real estate, I bought 12 properties, I bought 15 properties, I I, I bought here's how I bought 25 properties with $5,000 take $1,000 go to the bank get one loan then refinance the house then take that $5,000 and reinvest it in the next house yeah guess what all of those guys right now they're panicking they're panicking right because when you get let's say a, a 30-year mortgage right that rate is only going to be fixed for at most what 10 years so when they go to refinance that and mortgage and interest rates have risen dramatically, what are you going to be able to do? You're not going to be able to pay that mortgage. You're not going to be able to afford the interest on your loan, right? So all of these people who during the pandemic, when money was cheap, they were insulting Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsey, what's his name? Dave Ramsey. They were insulting Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey wants you to buy everything cash. He doesn't want you to have any pressure. He doesn't want you to borrow any money. He doesn't want you to have any stress. And they were saying, you know, Dave Ramsey is for stupid people. I own 15 houses. Well, guess what, buddy? How do you feel now? Because Dave Ramsey used to be like that. And if you listen to Dave Ramsey in his career when he got started, he was, you know, maxed out. He owned a lot of real estate, high risk, high reward. And one day things turned and, you know, the bank wanted their money back. And guess what? He didn't have it. So maybe those people are starting to change their mind now. And this is a lesson for when you see people on social media who are thriving and doing so much better than you and it makes you feel bad about yourself. Hey man, as long as you got money in the bank, you got a truck that takes you down the road and you got food in your belly, you're doing just fine, okay? So the Fed uh, announced a rate hike. They're trying to quell inflation. They're trying to take money out of circulation, right? They're trying to cool down this economy which is just heating up, like crazy right so this is going to help you if you're looking to buy a house more houses are going to hit the market people are going to panic when they think that they can't refinance and they're going to say oh we we better sell we really can't afford to live in this house we're going to be house poor right let's say we bring in ten thousand dollars a month our mortgage is going to be seven thousand nine hundred and eighty six dollars You know, how are we going to pay off that Escalade in the driveway? How are we going to pay off that boat? How are we going to pay off this crazy lifestyle that we have, our credit card debt? So you're going to see a lot of houses hit the market. Now, those houses that are hitting the market, people aren't going to be able to buy them because they're not going to be able to get mortgages. So, you know, this is sort of how things work right? But it's going to be a little bit better if you're looking to buy a house and you are in a financial position to be able to buy a house because now you're going to have a little bit more options. And if you have money saved up and if you have money in the bank and if you have good credit and if you have a good job and a good salary and good cash flow, you will be able to afford one. This is just going to kick out the bums who are trying to play in the real leagues. They're going to send them home packing. All right. So what else do we have? Well, we have that January 6th committee and I covered that in a previous show. Um, And now we have a little bit of news coming from that January 6th. Committee. So we have from ABC News: Trump fires back at January 6 Committee calls hearings "quote disgraceful performance." Okay, well, um, let's hear from the former president. So the former president Donald Trump on Friday fired back at the House Select Committee investigating the events of January 6, 2021. He said, "quote There's no clearer example of a menacing spirit that has devoured the American left than the disgraceful performance being staged by the unselect committee." Trump said at a conference hosted by Faith and Freedom Coalition in Nashville, Tennessee. They're con people, Trump continued. They're con artists. Well, that's a little bit interesting that Trump is um, saying that, that he's calling them con artists. Now, let's, let's uh, break this down a little bit. So, why is uh, Trump calling it the unselect committee? Well, basically, when you have these House committees that form, basically, the way that it works is you usually have the... Um, Speaker of the House, right, Nancy Pelosi. And then you have the she's the House majority leader, as we say. And then you have the minority minority leader. And that's Kevin McCarthy. He represents the Republicans. So usually you would have the Democratic leader, Nancy Pelosi. She would name, let's say, a a committee of six people. She would name three Democrats three Congress people, and then you would have the Republican, Kevin McCarthy, name three Republicans. Well, what happened in this case? Well, since Nancy Pelosi controls the House, she's the one who decided which Republicans were going to be on the committee. And she wanted only people who were sort of January 6th, devotee people who thought January six was the greatest, worst event of American history, people like Liz Cheney, right, and then there were people who thought January six was bad let 's say like Ted Cruz, who thought January six was a bad thing, but they also had some questions. They were saying, "Well, hey, is it true that cops were going around like cutting zip ties to open up the gates? Is it true that cops were opening the doors and letting people into the capitol what What was that about? What was going on there? Is it true that the only person who died? On January 6th was the woman who was the Trump supporter who was shot by police. Is it true that the cops that were supposedly killed by having their heads bashed in with a with a fire extinguisher? Is it true that that was misinformation and that that wasn't actually true, that those cops died of other reasons? They ended up dying later on of a heart attack or something, and it was reported as a January 6th death. Right. So people like that who were asking questions, they didn't want them on the committee because the Democrats did not want them muddying the waters of this committee. They wanted the takeaway from this committee to be all Republicans are January 6th people, and January 6th is the worst thing that ever happened. We almost lost our country. We almost lost our democracy. Therefore, all Republicans are the worst thing ever, And they all want us to lose our democracy. That's what they wanted the theme of the event to be. And this isn't coming from me in a partisan position. This is simply coming from the facts of if you watch the trial and not the trial, but if you watch this January 6 event, uh, you would know that that that's what they were going for with this, right? So that's what they that's what they wanted to do in this House Select Committee and this primetime special, right? They called in all of their news buddies and they set up the cameras and they had a former ABC producer produced the whole event and they said to him so how are we gonna how are we gonna do this what are we looking at for this event well we're gonna get three cameras here we're gonna start with this uh I want to intro graphics take graphics for take it camera action zoom in on his face for right this is what they wanted for this January 6 uh extravaganza that they put on right and why are they doing this why are the Democrats trying to put on this big Leahy show, this big play? Why are they trying to do this big extravaganza here? Well, because they are not doing too well when you look at the polls, right? You already have uh, Republicans that are beating Democrats in certain districts. You already have elections going on where you're seeing Republicans win. You know, most recently that Flores woman that Elon Musk tweeted support for in Texas, that was a Democrat seat that she flipped right? So you see that the Democrats are struggling right now. Why are they struggling? Well, the economy is not good. Now, this is a bellwether in politics for who is going to win elections. When the economy is bad, the incumbent usually does not win. Because at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to name a bunch of issues here with no precedent or no, no prejudice, excuse me. You know, transgenderism. Um, What uh, Black Lives Matter, like all of these issues, they matter. They are important. I'm not saying they're not important, but at the end of the day, fundamental issues for people are, can I put gas in my car? How much is food costing? How much money do I have in my bank account? Can I afford a house? Can I afford rent? Is the money that I have in my account worth less? Am I going to be able to retire? These are the questions that matter fundamentally to people. And the other stuff, I don't want to call it fake business, but to a certain extent, it's fake business. It's stuff that people are going to talk about when other things are going well. Because we're a country that runs on drama and we run on stories and we run on bits of business and we love talking about stuff and we love talking about the Will Smith slap and we love doing all of this stuff, right? So we're always going to look like we're upset about something. But at the end of the day, if what we're upset about is that we can't afford to drive down the street, that we can't afford to buy cheeseburgers for our little weekend barbecue if that's the problem people are going to be really upset so this is sort of the democrats hail mary to try to get people back on their side and say look i know that your money is worth less right now i know that it is costing you 200 to fill your car i know that when you go to the grocery store you are flabbergasted by the price of meat and vegetables and all of that i know that all of that is true but do you really want to elect these people who led to January 6th, right? That's what they're hoping to do with this. And they're constantly showing this footage of people breaking into the Capitol and everything like that. And you know what? It's bad footage. It doesn't look good. This is violent stuff. It's violence. And to be honest with you, I get the same you know, feelings when I watch this footage as when I watch any riot that, I, that I've seen. And I've seen a lot of riot footage. I've seen a lot of footage of people fighting with police, throwing stuff at police, people trying to get into buildings, people trying to burn down court. My parents live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We saw some of the worst riots in the world. And that was in Minneapolis after George Floyd. And I'm not comparing these two events, but riots are bad. Riots look bad. That is a fact. So they're trying to show you this footage and juxtapose themselves with Donald Trump and with Trump supporters. And to be honest with you, I don't think it's working. I don't know how many people watch the primetime special, but I would argue that, you know, a little TikToker with a couple million followers probably got more views on her last video than the primetime January 6th special did. Unfortunately, this stuff just doesn't track. Now, when you have Donald Trump saying that uh, the people who are doing the January 6th committee, they're con people, Trump continued, they're con artists. Well, you know what? That's sort of rich coming from Trump, right? That could also be true. It's sort of rich coming from Trump. That could also be true. Am I calling Trump a con artist? I don't know. He's a politician. Are all politicians con artists? I don't know. You just answered the question, you know, out loud in your car. So we'll go with whatever you just said. So he's calling it disgraceful performance, Um, you know what? January 6th was also a disgraceful performance, but that can also be true. All of these things can be true at once. The really big piece of evidence that they brought out, which I don't know that it was a huge thing, um, is, so I'll just read this for you. So former Attorney General Bill Barr, we all remember Bill Barr, the sort of uh, plump gentleman with the glasses, told the committee in a tape deposition that Trump's claim of election frauds were, quote, bullshit. Ivanka Trump, also previously deposed by the panel, said she agreed with Barr's conclusion that the election was not stolen. So that's really the big piece of evidence that they had was that Bill Barr, William Barr, the former attorney general, had said that the election fraud stuff was bullshit. And and we sort of all kind of agree on that because there was no real direct evidence of voter fraud. You know, did was the media unfair in their coverage? One hundred percent. Right. Did they refuse to cover that Biden story? Yeah, one hundred percent. Was it all negative against Trump and they blamed every single death on Trump? And then when Biden got into office, they didn't blame any of the deaths, even though more people died from COVID under Biden than Trump? Yeah, all of that is true. All of that is true. In the days leading up to the election, did it seem like all of the media organizations were working together in a collusion-style way to take down Trump? Yes, it did seem like that. That is true. But, you know, also... Is it hard to believe that 81 million people voted for Joe Biden, a man who you know, can barely present a sentence, who ran a campaign from his basement? Yes, that's you know, hard to believe. But Trump was very polarizing. And by the way, Trump got a lot of votes too. The election was very close. I don't know if people remember that. It was very close. Was the fact that they were mailing in ballots to people who had not requested a ballot, where there were states where they were sending ballots to every single person. And they had these old registries of, you know, dead people and people had moved. And was that sort of weird? Yeah, that was. And it was kind of ugly and we didn't like it. And it was these things that were sort of unconstitutional in these states that they did because it was a pandemic and they were afraid of people getting COVID in voting lines when, by the way, they were encouraging people to go out and protest. So is that all of that frustrating? Yes, yes. All of that is frustrating. All of that is true. But was there real clear evidence that the election was stolen, that there was voter fraud that these people in the mail and people working counting votes were saying one for biden one for trump hmm one for biden one for trump Mm-mm. one for Biden you know was there evidence of that no there was no widespread evidence of that they were never able to prove it and you had bill barr the attorney general saying that you know the stuff about election fraud was bullshit And their big smoking gun, big revolution was that Ivanka Trump also agreed that it was bullshit. She agreed with William Barr. She said she had a lot of respect for William Barr, which I agree with. I agree with. I think he's a pretty smart guy. And he's worked for many administrations on both sides. Um, but what they were trying to prove with this committee was that Trump and the Trump organization was working with some of these crazy radical groups like the Proud Boys and that they had organized this thing where they were like, all right, guys, so the day of the election, if we lose, we want you to go in the Capitol and we want you to riot and we want you to try to kill Mike Pence because if you kill Mike Pence, then the election's off and we'll win. There, there was never any evidence of that. There was never any evidence of the Trump campaign colluding with these organizations who had access to a lot of crazy people, you know, trying to persuade them to come to the Capitol and do stuff. Now, was Trump's tweets of of them saying, you are all great people and great patriots and we love you. Did that maybe encourage these people to continue? Did that make them more brazen in their attempt to enter the Capitol? Yes. But was there any direct proof of the Trump campaign paying these people, telling these people to come on January 6th organizing with these people no there was no proof of that there was never any proof of that and it's sort of reminiscent of the russia collusion story right when we had that russian collusion thing the 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 argument on the left was that the trump campaign was actively working with vladimir putin they were on the phone together all right so we're gonna take down hillary right right deal deal never happened that's what the Mueller investigation proved that that never happened that wasn't true so it's sort of reminiscent. Now, did Trump go on Twitter and say, I think Vladimir Putin's a very smart guy. I think he's a very smart you know." Yeah, he did do that. But that's not the same. That's not the same thing as picking up the phone and saying, hey, Putin, I need you to start sending your bots on Facebook to attack Hillary Clinton and to help me. That's a different thing. That's not the same. And they were never able to prove that. Just like on this January 6th committee, they were never able to prove collusion between the Trump organization and the Proud Boys. Now, again, I want to move away from this. I just want to be able to cover it because, again, they're bringing this back. They're doing this big committee. And really, it's a big, it's a big nothing burger. It's nothing that we didn't know. Now, what else did they have there? Never before seen footage from January 6th. Like, more riot footage. And you know what? It was just as you know, freaky as the first stuff we saw. More riot foot, more footage of people getting maced and people, you know, with their flags and hitting officers with their, with their flagpoles. And it's all ugly, man. It's all ugly. This is not how a, a civilized society works. I'm totally against what these people did. In a civil society, we have elections. And if you don't like it, you go out on the street and you protest peacefully. You don't get to ransack the Capitol. And I'm just as mad as those people who did that as I would be as anybody else who would do it for their cause whether it be an environmental group or Black Lives Matter or whatever group that would go and ransack the Capitol. It's completely unacceptable. It's completely unacceptable to show violence towards police officers. So that's that. Now, piece from the Washington Journal, Washington Journal, the Wall Street Journal, excuse me, piece from the Wall Street Journal today, Mike Pence considers 2024 bid as January 6 hearings remind voters of his break from Trump. Former vice president has been campaigning for GOP candidates and plans to make economic speech on Monday. Um, As the House committee investigating the 2021 attacks on the U.S. Capitol focused almost entirely Thursday on the role of Mike Pence played in averting the constitutional crisis, the former vice president was far from Washington. Okay, so we're not going to read this whole story, but basically, right, Mike Pence was the one who was voting to officiate the election. And he was saying that, you know, it was and he was against Trump. And that's why they. Trump was, you know, saying that Mike Pence had um, betrayed him and they were chanting, you know, hang Mike Pence and all this stuff. Now, look, the left likes Mike Pence for that reason, right? Before they didn't like him. He was the worst person. Mike Pence was the worst. He he was electrocuting gay people to turn them from being gay to straight. And and now there's a strange new respect for him because Mike Pence didn't think that there was voter fraud, and he wanted to move forward with the democratic process. So now he's sort of a hero in this regard. Now, this is a piece from the Washington Journal, Wall Wall Street Journal, excuse me, Wall Street Journal is usually to the right, I don't know that Mike Pence is actually going to run for president. And I don't know that there is a market for him. I mean, who really likes Mike Pence? Mike Pence is sort of like, sort of like oatmeal, you know what I mean? Like it's it's good. It's, 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 it's good, you know, and it's fine. Um, but it's like, nobody's going to be excited when they see oatmeal, you know, it's, it's great, but it's like, nah, like, I don't like, sure I'll have some, but I'm not like, Oh my God, you have oatmeal, you know, unless it's like the cinnamon, cinnamon, brown sugar, maple, maple one, you know, that one's really good, but, uh, he's not that guy. He's not the maple one. He's just the regular stuff. So he's going to maybe run for president. I don't know. I think this is just an article. I wouldn't worry too much about this. If he does run, I don't think he has a chance. If he runs against somebody like DeSantis, he definitely doesn't have the chance. DeSantis has wiped the floor with him. Mike Pence is sort of like, you know, he's like, Mike Pence is like an airline pilot, you know, and um, he'll, he'll fly that plane, man. He'll take off. He'll land. It'll be a great landing. He's very trustworthy and everything like that. But, you know. DeSantis is going to come in with his aviators on and kick down the door. And you're going to be like, wow, I want that guy to fly our plane, you know? And Mike Pence is there with his white hair and his suit. And you're like, hey, man, I know you do a great job, but guy, that guy is so cool. Can we just get him to fly it? So that's sort of the situation there. Um... And uh, what does it say here? Let's just look at NBC News before we go away to see if there's any stories that we missed. Impeachment number three, January 6th panel isn't swaying these swing state Republicans. There you go. See, so we're already reporting even on something like NBC that the January 6th panel is having zero effect on the midterm elections, right? It's not gonna make people forget about the price of gas. It's not gonna make people forget about the price of food. And if they really wanted to push this, they should have waited a little bit closer to the election. Not that it would have changed anything in my opinion, but um, you know, with how fast our news cycle moves, this is gonna be old news, man. The elections are in November. Forget about it, bro. It's done, it's finished, you know? And I think a lot of Americans, you had, the the House minority, minority Leader Kevin McCarthy saying, why is there no select committee on the price of gas? Why is there no panel on the price of food, right? And I think that's a message that resonates with people. People are probably saying to themselves, yeah, I don't give a shit about January 6th. Talk to me about gas and food. That's what people care about right now. So, um... You know that's that's really that's really what people are worried about, and I think that that is um, what really matters. And I don't think that this is going to have much effect. And I think the only reason people are talking about it in the media, sort of like me, is because there's not much else going on. But look, it's we're in June right now. We're a long way from from November, so this is going to be long old news. Um. So yeah, so that's pretty much what we have, um, and uh, nothing new from. Ukraine, what did they have a story about? Uh, some guy who left his fiance to go fight in Ukraine. That, that means that nothing new is coming up when they're doing so sort to of those uh, feature stories. Um, immigration border crossings are still at an all-time high. That is not changing. Crime is still spiking, right? These are issues that are also important to people that um, are not January 6th, and I haven't even mentioned here, right? So, um, So Yeah. And uh, that's pretty much the news for today. So so I'm going to get a better setup for the podcast here. This is recording on my phone. That's why the audio is not great. We're no longer going to be in the studio, um, but we're going to keep putting out the content. Sorry for being a day late. I hope you enjoy this. I hope that you guys enjoy your weekend. Today was news heavy, but just because I felt like I was a little bit behind on what went on, Um, we're going to sort of redefine things. We're going to, we're going to take a, we're going to take a a 180 turn. We're going to figure out what the layout for the podcast is going to be. Are we going to have segments? Are we going to do news? Is it going to be more fun news? Am I going to break down topics? I really want to sit down and I want to decide where we're going to go with the show. And I want to talk to people who listen. So I want to talk to people who listen. I want to figure out what's important to them, what they like to hear. um, And we're going to make this thing the best thing that it can be. Uh, We have taken a break from TikTok for some reasons that I will talk about later. Um, So if you want to go follow me on TikTok, I won't be posting any podcast related content, but we're still going to try to get you some little fun videos there. Um, And yeah, big things coming, man. Big things coming. We're taking a change, but it's going to be a change for the best in my opinion. So thank you for listening. Please have a fantastic weekend Um, and we will be back on Tuesday. That is my promise to you. I'm not going to be late again. A little hiccup, but it's all ironed out. Don't worry about it, okay? Have a good weekend.